When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Sports Day SA, Dan Menzel David Wildey for Just Quality Home Improvements. Experts in roller shutters, plantation shutters, outdoor blinds, uh, lawn and roof restoration. Well, Dizzy Gillespie, I saw him last night. We spoke about Maxi's innings, Dan. Unbelievable. We had the, the best seat in the house at the southern end and the great man Dizzy Gillespie joins us. Dizzy, how are you? Oh, going really well, Wilds. Thanks. Thanks for having me. What about last night? Wasn't it incredible? Oh, it was superb, wasn't it? It was just an incredible game of cricket, really. Um, you know, obviously, as you mentioned, Glenn Maxwell, 120 not out of 55 balls. I, 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 that was superb. That was as good a ball striking as you will see. Um, but I, I suppose overall in the game, I, I think pre-game, um, you know, speaking about how in the first game against uh, in Hobart, how the surface was so good, both teams scored in, in excess of 200. And with Adelaide Oval being the most productive uh, ground for run scoring in the BBL, um, we you know would expect with two strong batting lineups yeah. a, a lot of runs, but not in my wildest dreams did I expect Australia to post 241. You're a, you're a coach of note, and we spoke uh, briefly during the innings after Maxie's great 120, how he kept so still, and you you sort of put it analysed it more like a, a golfer. Whereas the West Indies top four came out and they were swinging from the the bleachers, weren't they? They lost all their shape. They weren't. They were lifting their head, and it's a Big difference, even though you can still hit a six. Maxi was doing it with perhaps uh, less room for error. Yeah, I think you make a really good point there. It was it was obvious that the West Indies moved around a lot, didn't they? So their head wasn't still. They weren't balanced, whereas it was really obvious, really clear that Glenn Maxwell, it didn't matter where the ball was bowled, he just got a good base with his, with his uh, legs and his feet. And he... The ball, when it, it was right under his eyes when he made contact. And, and then all it was was just the strength of his forearms and his wrists. He could just adjust the angle of his bat. And, I mean, some of those shots he played, he played a couple of shots off Andre Russell, who bowled a good Yorker at middle and off stump. <laughs> and he was hitting them over gully for four. Um, and that's just, that, that, that was, I think, just as you mentioned, the, the golf analogy there, just being able to, hit the ball and keep his head still and head down, even when he's made contact with the ball, much like a golfer. Um, so it's no surprise he hits a very good golf ball as well. But that was absolutely superb. And I think that was an absolute masterclass in, uh, in keeping your head and body still and making good contact. And you know, I would, I would encourage a lot of coaches out there to get the footage of Maxwell's innings and really, be, really notice at his body positions and his head positions 
um, and his hand positions at point of contact because it's it was absolutely superb. It's a great point you make, Diz, and I just want to get onto your Redbacks games. The results against Victoria, not yep. as we would have loved. Uh, Victoria, obviously, in the Shield, but then also in the Marsh Cup. What did you make of, in particular, the Marsh Cup? Victoria chasing yeah. it down with three wickets uh, to go with uh, about seven overs remaining. Not quite the runs on the board, potentially, to win the game? No, nowhere near enough, mate. It was uh, we, we just didn't score enough runs. We lost early wickets. Um, you know, we, we look, uh, unfortunately, in both games, the, the toss played a really big role in the in the game. Um, you know, certainly the Mars Cup with the early start, there was just enough there for the uh, bowlers to to exploit. Uh, admittedly, we could have batted better. It was a good surface, um, so we just needed to make sure that we essentially didn't lose wickets uh, too early. When you find yourself four down for not too many, it, it, it's hard to to get yourself back into the game. And it was only on the back of you know Harry Nielsen, Harry Conway down the order scoring some valuable runs that, that got us to a total that um, was unders, but we could defend. And um, we were valiant. We were, the boys put in a shift and, and worked hard, but unfortunately we just couldn't get over the line. So just on that, yeah, it makes it really difficult now. Obviously the Marsh Cup uh, hasn't gone South Australia's way this year and the Sheffield Shield, we need results to go our way. What's the message for the playing group in terms of, it's hard in terms of you, you want individual and team performance, but at the same time, team success, we need results to go our way. Yeah, without a doubt. It, I mean, it, it's really simple for us, obviously, out of the Marsh Cup. Um, so we're just going to go out there on Wednesday against Queensland and, and, and have some fun, play, a bit, play with a bit of freedom. Let's, uh, let's look to entertain as much as we can and, and make sure we're nailing our processes. That, that's really all we can do. Um, go out there and, and try and put on a show. Um, then come Friday, I mean, the, the equation's very clear. We're, we're still in the hunt for a Shield final berth. So, um, yes, we have to win all our games. And, and, yes, potentially things have to go our way. Um, but we're still in it. And so we just approach that as we have been um, because we've played some really good cricket in the, in the Sheffield Shield. We can very easily, you know, the, the win-loss columns could be reversed because we've had some games that were very close. We just need to make sure we, um, we ice those games, um, win those big moments. Um, but I, I've been, you know, look, at, look, it's been disappointing. There's no question in the field. Um, we've been so close in so many games. And we, our bowling has been superb. We're, we're statistically the best performed bowling attack in the country. Um, we're catching everything behind the wicket with a, with a highest percentage of catches taken behind the stumps. Um, in the country, it's just we're just finding ourselves, you know, a, a bit short of runs. And you know, if we can find some more runs, even in the game in Victoria uh, last week, if we found an extra forty to fifty yeah. runs, yeah. and you know, we were very much in that game. Um, you know, as, as I said, the the, the toss that you know, I, I haven't seen many games where the toss has such a big bearing on a result. But you know, you could safely say that that. Uh, down at the Junction Oval, the, the toss was crucial. Um, but even, even then, we still should have found a way to score another 50 runs in our first innings um, because our bowling attack has, has been so effective. Um, so, yeah, that's certainly a, a, a big work on for us. Yeah, that's interesting. Dan and I were talking about 
you look at two and five, you look where you position on the table, you think, oh, it doesn't look too good. But a lot of those games could have gone either way. You win another one and you're just outside outside the, the top four. So, I mean, you need obviously need a bit more improvement, but you are seeing some gradual improvement. When you talk about those stats, they're going in your favour, but perhaps not just uh, coming out in points. No, that's right. And, you know, having games where we've been so close, you know, uh, Western Australia chased down a, a total eight down. Um, Vicks just got it seven down. We lost to the Vicks at Adelaide over by 23 runs. Um, you know, we had Sam Harper out for three. He went on to make 150. Um, th- these are the moments in games that we need to make sure we're getting right. And th- those little things are the big things. Um, but look, we're, look, I, I, look I've, I've been proud of how the boys have been going about it. We've challenged the boys on how we can be better, particularly with our batting, how, how we can find more runs, how can we absorb tough periods, how can we then put the pressure back on the opposition bowlers. And, um, you know, if we continue to work on those things and, and get better at those, um, you know, we, we will be a better team for it. Um, and, look, we've got we've got last three games, you'll... Um, you know, obviously those teams will be announced in due course. You, you might see a, a bit of a change to, to our lineups. We've got a couple of forced changes um, with a couple of injuries. Obviously, Henry Hunt um, got hit in the one-day game in the in the nose and um, is, a, is a bit battered and bruised. Liam Scott rolled his ankle. Um, you know, we've got so so we'll have at least a couple of changes. So. We've got to do something different because uh, what we've been doing at the moment hasn't been working. Mm. Jason Gillespie, our guest for Tyre Power. Hot summer sale on now. Get four for the price of three on Kumo Tyre. Tyre Power, helping you drive say, safely this summer. Dizzy, now I've got a confession to make, but you know I love you and I've been your biggest fan. But uh, when the strikers were one and three and not playing well, I said, gee, I don't know about the, the, the team at the you moment. You jumped off I'm, I'm not sure about the squad. I'm feeling for Dizzy, and the, I know they're doing their best, but the results aren't coming. And then you win about six or seven on the row. I was made look stupid. So did you see the turnaround coming? Well, I mean, look, it was we were one and four. Um, we were after six games, which included a washout. So our first yes. game of the season. So yes. we, we knew. We knew. We were at the point where basically every match was a final from that moment on. And um, my default as a coach and as a selector is to to back players in give them one more game than move them on one game too early if that makes sense so but knowing that we were in finals we knew so basically our, our strategy just changed from you know we we decided to take the pace off the ball within the field yeah the spinners uh, uh, the quicks it wasn't quite working with it with our fast bowls and uh, and we were getting getting punished and we just felt Right, we're going to do something different here, completely different. So, and, and that that takes bravery as well, and acknowledgement that okay, you haven't, we haven't quite got it right here. Um, so, I had a couple of uh, a couple of grumpy bowlers who uh, a couple of grumpy fast bowlers who, who missed out on selection, but um, we needed to do something different. So, we we got Lloyd Pope in as a local replacement player, and Cameron Boyce was bowling quite nicely, and we thought let's look to really impact with wrist spin and let's see how we go. We, we need to stop the bleeding, stop the runs uh, because our batting group was batting quite well um, and scoring a lot of runs, but we just couldn't defend or we were just leaking far too many and leaving our batters too much to do. So 
Um, we changed our strategy, which is bold and, and brave halfway through the tournament. But in essence, we didn't have anything to lose because we needed to, every game was a final from that moment on and we needed to win. And, and fortunately, we did that. So, Diz, just on that, it sprung the idea in my mind in terms of you mentioned how you changed up a few things and the spinners had the impact they did. You might not know the answer yet because it's a long way out, but does that mean that we're going to stick with those two bowlers or is Rashid Khan back in the picture for next year? Jamie Overton was incredible. Those two guys in particular uh, and their futures with the strikers. Uh, so you're talking about Rashid Khan and Jamie Overton? Yes. Um, well, certainly, look, Jamie was immense for us. Yeah. And, you know, he, he was absolutely fantastic. And, and we certainly missed him when, when he left to go to ILC 20. Um, but, look, he, he's certainly someone we'd love to have back. And same with Rashid Khan. And, um, you know, it, it, we'll just have to wait and see um, what transpires. We've obviously got a draft. There's a lot of... Uh, things being discussed by the BBL and, and Cricket Australia about overseas players because that's all that's been a point of contention for a while now. That um, because the draft is so late in the year and you can only sign overseas players for that one season, um, naturally overseas players are going to if they're getting offered a contract somewhere in March or April um, for. January next year, they're not going to turn that down. They're, they're going to take that security and that yeah. guarantee. Um, so, you know, I, I've, I've made my position very clear to the BBL that, you know, they need to potentially revisit um, that strategy because, I mean, it's, it's, it's not the greatest look when you have so many players unavailable for, for the, the finals, a couple of rounds, yeah. and then finals. Um, it makes it difficult, but you can't blame the players because. They can go to ILC 20, they can go to South Africa and get paid US dollars and um, and it's guaranteed. And that's guaranteed like nine months before the tournament starts um, and they've signed multi-year deals. So that's where, you know, I think the BBL think tank need to get together and uh, and find, a, find solutions. And my understanding is that they are having these discussions and these conversations because I ideally love nothing more than to be able to go to... a use Jamie Overton as an example, we'd love to be able to say, right, here's a contract and here's it for the next two years and we'd love you to be an Adelaide striker. Um, that, that would be our, our preference and I'm confident speaking to all the other franchise coaches that that would be their preference as well. Um, so we'll, we'll just have to wait and see. Just a, but, um, but that, that, that would be our preference. Two quick ones. You mentioned Henry Hunt. How easy? That was a nasty blow. It wasn't quite a Steve Ward, Jason Gillespie collision, but it wasn't nice. And Nathan yeah, McSweeney, Nathan McSweeney, Dizzy, there's something about him I really like. He looks technically very correct. He's got good power for, he's not a big guy, but I saw some of the power in the big bash and, and certainly at shield level. Uh, he's got the, he's got all the goods you think to go higher. Yeah. So look, oh, we'll start with McSweeney. Yeah. Look, he, I, I certainly think he does. He's, he's a fine young man and he's, he's a fine cricketer. Bowls very, better than part-time off spin as well. Uh, he's a very good fielder, but his batting is his, he's growing in stature, and, and he just needed an opportunity. Um, so he, you know, obviously he's a Queenslander. He he didn't get the opportunities he would have liked uh, up there, and, and we just saw an opportunity to to secure a high quality young player um, uh, to be part of our squad. 
Um, you know, he's shown leadership. Tedger, I mean, he's, he's going to lead again on Wednesday um, for uh, for us, um, you know, which is great. It's another leadership opportunity. He's, he's led Aussie A. He's led the Brisbane Heat to the Big Bash title. So there's leadership, um, you know, qualities there. Um, but his batsmanship is, is great. He's shown a lot of growth um, in both formats for, for South Australia this year. Um, and last year. So, look, we're, yeah. we're delighted with yeah. his development um, and I certainly believe he's got what it takes to, to play at the next level. Now, Diz, last and, one. Sorry, and you talk about Henry Hunt, sorry. Um, uh, sorry to jump in there. No, all good. Yeah, Henry's a bit, he's a bit sore. Um, it's a really nasty blow. He, he actually is going in for uh, to get some work done tomorrow, um, tomorrow morning. So, um Look, he, he's okay. He's in good spirits. He's he's a bit sore. There's no doubt about that. Um, and you know, it's unlikely we'll see him for the rest of this season because um, it is a real nasty wow. blow. And you know, his health is absolutely paramount. Um, you know, a couple of games of cricket in the greater scheme of things um, come come a distant second to his health and, and well-being. So we're just making sure we're getting around him and, and giving him all the support that he needs. And and hopefully. Uh, you know, he can have these procedures done and, and he'll be back to full fitness uh, pretty soon. Now, dears, I'll say the hardest one for last. As the head coach, we've spoken about the NFL today, the Super Bowl, the job that the Kansas City Chiefs have done and Andy Reid, their head coach, and how is he just handled the external noise. As the coach, are you saying, hey, we don't want any outside noise or are you saying, hey, we want Taylor Swift in the rooms, in the inner sanctum and being a part of this, uh, or is it no, that's a no-go like we've seen in the NFL? Um, look, I think it, 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 I'd need a bit, I'd need all the information, I suppose. <laughs> but for me, I, I think you just embrace things. You know, we, look, we, we, live in a, we live in a world where everything's out in the open and yeah. transparent. You know, what, what with social media, there's uh, all, the, all the bells and whistles um, for me, I say embrace it and just go with the flow. Um, look, if, if players aren't motivated enough playing a final um, to, to do well, well, and, you know, if they're getting distracted by external stuff, then, yep. um, you know, maybe they're not the players for, for, the, for the team. But um, you'd like to think once, once players get to a professional level that, Motivation isn't isn't an, isn't an issue. Attitude isn't an issue, um, and they've got the mindset to be to want to be successful. So, um, look, I, I think if it if it is going to distract, then you sort of maybe rein it in or whatever. But look, I, I think you know you've got to trust players to be uh, big enough and ugly enough to best prepare themselves to do the job for their team. That's a great point. Well said, Dizzy. All the best for the last uh, couple of games or the two or three games you got left. Thanks so much, guys. Lovely to chat as always.